0: Welcome to Texas Trailhead Podcast, episode number 14. I can't believe we're already on number 14. We are just into the month of December, and if you follow the Instagram page, there have been a couple pretty big announcements. I gotta say, I'm pretty excited. I know last week and the last episode, I had a small little uh, announcement. Um, But this week, I am happy to announce that the first I don't know we'll call it a trial run but the first um, two t-shirts are available for the Texas Trailhead. so I partnered up with an amazing printing company out of Austin called Raw Paw Inc and they are basically doing them on a pre-order and so they won't print until the 27th of December and I have to hit a certain amount for them to print them and so if we don't hit that amount on this trial run um then everyone will be refunded, and that will be unfortunate because i think they came out really cool there are two color options it's a unisex 100 percent cotton t-shirt they are available in a dark gray and a navy and the um the new uh, design it's, I don't want to really call it a logo because I, I have a logo but the new design it's going to be like a marigold um, yellow ish color I think uh, it, it, it pops really nicely on the t-shirt so if you're interested you can go to the texastrailhead.com and then just scroll scroll over to the shop page and um, you can find the link to the t-shirts. So all of my items that are for sale are on that shop page, but like I said, the raw uh, raw ink branded shirts uh, are going to be printed. You'll you'll be taken to their website, not not through mine, but you can still get stickers and pins and whatnot on my website. So I'm hoping to have the 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 actual proper image on a shirt here in 2021 so be on the lookout for that and hats and various things and some other designs so i'm really excited to have those available for y'all and really looking forward to seeing the support uh coming from those as well so this week i am speaking with one of my favorite instagram accounts uh i'll be talking with Haley Cotty. She is one half of the Explore More DFW page. Her and her husband run that page, and they really put out some amazing information to get people out and exploring the area. We'll be talking about some of her favorite places to hike and some of her favorite memories growing up. But more importantly, I wanted to talk to her about her really fun outdoor bingo contest that she's got going on on her um, social media accounts you can find her at the exploremore.com or them rather and then you can learn more about the bingo at exploremoredfw more dfw on instagram and they also have a youtube channel so you can find that on their instagram um, and their website as well so enjoy this week's episode we've got one more episode for the season and then that'll pretty much wrap it up for the the year and so i'll i'll have a little yearly recap in the next one but enjoy this one and i hope everyone's well hope everyone's happy hope everyone's getting outside to work on their mental health and their physical health and just doing the best we can each day that's all we can ask for out of out of all of us and just you know remember to take those times out of the day and 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 have some just positive reflections about anything just get into that positive mindset and i promise it's gonna make you feel better so enjoy the episode and i will talk to y'all soon welcome to the texas trailhead podcast I started hiking to help with my health, both mental and physical, and now I'm encouraging y'all to get out and enjoy the trails, the outdoors, camping, all that stuff that Texas and beyond has to offer. So join me, Danny Laurel, as I'm sharing stories from myself and others who enjoy the outdoors as well. So grab your backpack, put on your hiking shoes, and let's go on another adventure. This is the Texas Trailhead. thanks again for joining on the Texas Trailhead podcast. I'm so happy you were able to make time uh, to chat about all of the things you've got going on. Uh, We'll get into it a little bit later, but you have that bingo uh, for the Explore More DFW that I'm really excited about. But first, I'm really curious as to kind of how you got started and a little bit of um, you being in the Dallas area and just how the website came about.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for having me on. Um, My husband and I are both from Dallas and we both grew up here. We actually met in college at A&M and College Station. So we kind of bonded over our mutual love of the outdoors. We've both done extended backpacking trips in um, the Rockies and we've done multiple backpacking trips and hiking trips together since then. So we kind of Got our idea for Explore More a couple of years ago when we were sitting at home and we were like trying to plan our next trip to Colorado. We'd been like four times that year and we were like, well, why do we keep trying to wait till we're in Colorado? Like we live on a lake, but we've never gone kayaking on it. I know for a fact there's a trail down the road that has like 16 miles of trails and I don't ever go down there and like hike it. So we just wanted to figure out a way to kind of encourage people to get out and explore more of their own town and enjoy the outdoor spaces that are local and close to them and not always waiting for vacation, kind of. So I mean, we still try to go to the mountains as much as we can, but we definitely are making more of an intentional effort to explore and enjoy the spaces that we have right here and try new things close by and appreciate the beauty that even Texas has to
0: offer. Yeah. I mean, I think that's kind of the biggest thing that I realized, especially this year, once everything started shutting down, Mm -hmm. it's, I felt that, okay, well I'm at home. What am I supposed to do now? And for me, getting outside is kind of, I mean, important in the sense that it's good for the mental health and the physical health too, but it's just, kind of how I like to spend my time. And I kind of got lost a little bit and realized that it really isn't just about the state parks. You know, I started learning about all these other places to to go and, and spend time. So I definitely like the message of just exploring other things and learning about what the area has to offer, especially on your, just kind of what you put out on your website. What do you think was kind of the benchmark Growing up, that really made you kind of fascinated about being outside.
1: So I grew up out about an hour outside of Dallas. On my my dad had ten acres of land. He was a typical farm boy growing up, so we had horses and animals and like dogs and cats and lizards and all kinds of stuff. My mom was my mom was kind of a hippie child, and so she kind of grew grew or grew us, (laughs) raised us to be hippie (laughs) like. I always got called a hippie child when I was a kid. I was always the kid who put flowers in her hair and feathers in her hair and would run through the weeds and play with all the animals, pick up all the grasshoppers in kindergarten that my friends were scared of. And I just grew up on land. So I would literally, my grandparents' house were right, like my grandparents moved right around the corner from us when I was about six or seven. And they literally were over, like we would cross the creek and go through the woods and we'd be in my grandma's backyard. So we could literally go over the river and through the woods to grandmother's house. (laughs) And um, that's what my friend, my friends would want to come to my house because they would want to go do that. And so we would just run around in the back in the backyard or the woods behind my house for hours. And whenever I was a little bit older, my mom bought me a cheap little camcorder and we would go out there and me and my friends would pretend we had our own nature show and we would film our own nature shows in the woods behind my house and then my parents were also really good about, we drove a lot of places, we did a lot of road trips and to kill time or to like get it, cause I'm the oldest of three girls. So having three girls in a car for a long period of time can be exhausting. And so they would stop every couple of hours and they would find local trails. And then we would go hiking for an hour to get some energy out. And then we'd get back in the car and keep driving. And so they did that a lot too. When I was a kid. And I don't remember how old I was when I discovered backpacking. I mean, even as a young child, I remember dreaming about, I don't know, exploring up into the wilderness and the mountains or in the rainforest. I don't know why. I've just always had that call, that calling and desire to just go as deep into the woods as I can. And so once I got to college and had the opportunity to actually go backpacking, I dumped on it. And so my first backpacking trip I ever did was 40 days and so we've and since then wow
0: the first one <laughs> was straight <laughs> Yep, you jumped jumped right yeah in. i mean yeah. it was
1: guided and so it's like i didn't have to do a lot of the logistical planning like food and equipment and stuff so they they helped us do all of that but yes going from nothing or from park camping to 40 days in like the deep deep wilderness in wyoming is a lot <laughs> but it yeah. was the best experience of my life and i would go back and do it again in a heartbeat and it, And it was the hardest thing I've ever done. And I've had two kids. (laughs) So, so, but yeah, I don't, I mean, I think it was just like a whole childhood thing that was just kind of ingrained in me. Both of my parents kind of have their own versions of this desire too. my dad was a farm boy and hunted and did all the country boy things. Mom from a young age was like, I'm going to own a zoo when I'm older. And so. We definitely had a lot of animals when I was a kid. And I think it was just kind of, it was kind of just born with it.
0: Yeah, I definitely feel to anyone listening, this isn't a knock, <laughs> but I definitely feel like there's two kinds of people, the people that kind of grew up outside mm-hmm. and it just seems natural to them. And then another group of people that learned about being outside later and kind of just adapted to it. And there's a a sense of, calmness, I can kind of pick up with people that grew up playing outside and, in these kind of open areas compared to somebody that may have, like I said, not a, not a knock or anything, but may have grown up in kind of like a big city and then adventured in the outdoors kind of later in life or whatever. Just that sense of wonder, I think is a little bit different and different types of people. And, and you can kind of tell who's grown up with it and who's yeah
1: absolutely
0: learned to love it later in mm-hmm. life.
1: Yeah. I can definitely tell a difference. My husband was, he grew up in the suburbs. I mean, they did a lot of exploring, but it was like exploring the creek through the neighborhood, not really exploring the pasture behind the house. And I mean, I think it still had the same mindset and he has the same amount of wonder and stuff as I do. Um, but I can definitely tell, a little bit of a difference in both of us and how we discover different things at different times. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but I definitely can see that.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, even even just kind of that methodical way of doing things, Some sometimes it can be a little bit more casual and I'm like, eh, it's mm-hmm. fine. And other times it's like, oh, we got to do this, and then we got to do this, and then we got to do this. So it's always fun to kind of be out side with people, either like just hiking or camping or whatever, Mm -hmm. and just kind of experiencing the different mindsets of people. Oh, absolutely. So where where would you say that you went outside of where you grew up playing that you were first felt that kind of wonder of, man, this place is a lot different than what I'm Uh, used to. And it looks
1: amazing. Yeah, I think I have very faint memories of our first ski trip. We went to Winter Park when I was like seven and I have very faint memories of it, but I remember just absolutely falling in love with the snow in the mountains. And my, and then when I was a little bit older, my uncle started building a cabin in Angel Fire, in New Mexico. And so we went up there like every summer for a couple of years to help him kind of like build it and clean it and get it ready. Um, Cause he did a lot of it himself. And so I went to the mountains a lot as a kid, and I was always the one who would kind of disappear into the woods off the trail when we would go hiking. My parents were always really good about making us go hiking, even if we whined about it. And so they were like, we're going to go anyway. And I have a distinct memory of driving home from Colorado. And I think we were driving through, or maybe it was Colorado, because we were in Oklahoma. I don't remember where we were driving home from, but we were in Oklahoma, and we stopped and hiked. I think Devil's Den in Oklahoma. I mean, that might be Arkansas. Either way, we were at a state park in one of those. and We went hiking and we were up on this cliff and my dad was in front of us and we were hiking in between two rocks and he stepped on a hornet's nest. and It attacked all of us. And we all ran through the nest and we all got stung. My mom got stung the most because she was chasing my sister instead of like swatting at the hornet's that she was about to run (laughs) off the side of the cliff. And I don't, I mean, I don't know why that, that one always sticks in my head and it's not really a good memory, but it was like, it was a character building memory, (laughs) if that makes sense. But just something about the landscape. I don't, mountains are one of those things that just kind of speak to me. And that's, that's one that I have a hard time putting into words, but I will do anything I can to go to the mountains as much as possible. And I think that that probably instilled the most wonder in me as a kid than anything else.
0: Yeah, I, I wrote a post today about the mountains and everyone's fascination and kind of just thinking back at it just from this morning. While Texas does have them, it's far. And it's true. For, for for most of us. So I think no matter whether you're in the Texas mountains or going out to Colorado, Wyoming, um, Idaho, mm-hmm. et cetera, I think what makes them so fascinating for us as Texans is because you have to because we don't have them that accessible to us. So when you go, there's usually a pretty cool travel itinerary itinerary that you have to take Mm -hmm. to get there. So I think, I think that's why a lot of people are really, really into Mm -hmm. them for us, you know, I guess in Colorado still enjoy them, but mostly because that's kind of all they have. So that's, they're always pretty excited to be out, but they're just always in the Mm -hmm. mountains anyways, unless you're on Eastern part of Colorado, which, you know, looking at the map, You can tell there's no mountains there, but my dad and I drove back from Colorado last year, and we went the Mm -hmm. quick way to Amarillo and spent you know four hours in the plains. And you're just like, man, we're still in Colorado, but this is really (laughs) cool. So uh, I'm sure people that live out there get just Mm -hmm. as fascinated about the mountains too, because even at that point, you don't even really see them in the horizon. So. So you're, you're in the Dallas Mm -hmm. Fort Worth area. I live in central Texas. I've only been to mineral wells, which I isn't, I don't know. I wouldn't even say it's super close to that. So for, for me as an outsider, like what do you think people miss about Dallas Fort Worth as far as like the outdoor experience? Cause to me, I just think you know, it's the big metroplex and you might have some city parks, but kind of tell me what are some like standouts, some highlights of the outdoor experience in the Dallas-Fort Worth area? In your So behalf?
1: Dallas is definitely a metroplex. It's not like Austin or the Hill Country. So I, I don't, at least for me, I don't feel like there's as much of an outdoor culture here, which is something that we're trying to change. And a lot of people have been Doing this because I've noticed more and more hiking groups popping up in Dallas um, and in Fort Worth. And a lot of the outdoor nonprofits around here are also doing more and more classes and guided hikes and cleanup crews and stuff like that. So it's really cool to see that it is starting to pick up. And I honestly think this year kind of helped with that because most of the things that people do in Dallas is shop and eat. That's kind of what we're known for. (laughs) And so when they weren't able to shop and eat like they were used to, they went outside. And so, and they realized, Hey, there's mountain biking trails all over the place. There's hiking trails all over the place. There's kayaking rivers everywhere. And so I think people are realizing that there's more to do here than shop and eat. And so that's definitely really cool. There's a lot of like really pretty forest areas in the area, like Trinity forest, Fort worth nature preserve, Marion Sampson Park, um, Dinosaur Valley, Cedar Ridge, Sister Grove, uh, Ray Roberts. There's a bunch of lakes that are really pretty, Grapevine Lake and White Rock Lake. So there's really all over the place. I think the it's, a, it's mostly flat and wooded. There are some unique places like Cedar Ridge is a little bit more up and down and rocky. Same with like Dinosaur Valley and some of the stuff in Fort Worth where I am, which is on the east side of Dallas, I usually go to like Rallet Creek Preserve or Sister Grove Park, which I really like Sister Grove Park. I think it's kind of a hidden gem that a lot of people don't know about. But it's mostly flat and twisty, turny, wooded areas with a lot of big fields. And the I like the fields a lot because in the summer, they're like, or in the win- uh, spring, they're covered in wildflowers. There's always a bunch of squirrels and raccoons and armadillos and all kinds of little creatures that you'll find too, which I always kind of love. Like I said, I used to pretend like I had a nature show. So when I have, when I see animals, I'm always excited and I try to see how long I can watch them before they'll notice me and run away.
0: Doing a little yeah,
1: in your head. <laughs> you know. Oh yeah. Or yeah out loud. One know, it depends on if I'm with my kids or not, <laughs> but um, yeah. I'm definitely one of those kids who grew up on the crocodile hunter. So when I was a kid, I was always trying to get as close to animals as I could. And then when I got older, I kind of quit doing that as much. But let me tell you, some of the squirrels around here are getting brave. I have had a couple of times where I go trail running because th- there's a small little park here in my town that's like five miles of trails. And so I w- I'll go there a lot. And there's those squirrels there have gotten very confident because like, I've almost stepped on them. They'll run at me like, thinking that I have food, I guess. I don't know. I guess people are feeding them because they are not running away from me anymore. And it's a little freaky because I'm like, I don't, I really don't want to step on one of you <laughs> while I'm running. Cause that would be a little traumatizing. Yeah. Um, so don't read, don't feed the animals in the parks people, because we do not want them <laughs> to be that brave around people, but yeah, that's kind of where I go. I mean, there's tons of places around here. Irwin Park is really popular too. That my husband grew up biking Irwin Park a lot, and it's up by McKinney in kind of the northern area. Yeah, so for let's just say someone's
0: in town for business or mm-hmm. whatever, or visiting family, like what would you say are probably like your top three places that people should definitely check out if they're new to the? So
1: area? I know a lot of people don't like this, but I would, I mean, I would honestly say Cedar Ridge. It's really popular, so it's pretty crowded. Is the main problem, um, but it's really cool. And if you go during the week, it's not as bad. But if I had someone visiting us and we'd be nearby, I would honestly probably take them to my parents' house because <laughs> they still yeah. live out there, and uh, my grandpa has a lot of land out there too. So we usually go out there and kind of play around. But I really like. I really do like Sister Grove Park in Princeton, which is like out by McKinney. Or I would even take them up to Grapevine Lake and that whole area. And it's really pretty as well. There's a trail by Grapevine Lake called North Shore Trail or Dinosaur Valley State Park or the Herd Natural Museum. So the Herd, the Herd Natural Museum is really cool, especially if you have kids, because it's over by McKinney and they have like an actual museum and they have rotating exhibits and Last year they had like a dinosaur exhibit that was really cool. So my kids flipped out about that and they have trails behind it and a butterfly garden and they have a lot of educational stuff too. So it's always, it's more interactive. And I think the Fort Worth nature preserve is like that as well, or the Fort Worth nature center. So there's a couple places like that too in the area that have more like interactive stuff instead of like just a trail.
0: And I think that's a good pivot too. I, I definitely like going to the, interactive and educational places, especially if I have my daughter with me and we're both parents. So what are, I think in your experience, just some best practices for getting the kiddos interested?
1: I have a lot of people ask me that and they definitely go through seasons. So I have a four-year-old and a two-year-old and they we don't ever hike more than two miles unless they're just like having a ball, which is not very often. (laughs) So um, we usually keep them short and we do it regardless of what they say. And we always come fully prepared to carry them the whole time. And so I know a lot of people are really big on like forcing them to walk and like not giving in to them when they're crying. And I used to be kind of like that. Um, But the more I thought about it, the more I was like, well, me walking a quarter of a mile, is like them walking a mile and a half. And so it's a lot farther for them than it is for us. And so they might be, they might actually be tired or actually may not want to be out there. And so we have baby, like not baby carriers, but like the backpack carriers that we always bring at least one of them. So if they're really just not having it and I'll throw them in the backpack and hopefully they're happy there. And if they're still not happy, then we eventually just turn around and go back. But we just do it consistently and, for, like, I want to say probably 80% of the time, they love the majority of the hike. Uh-huh. And so that 20% that they either want nothing to do with it or they only make it five minutes and then they get cranky and they don't want to go anymore. I just keep telling myself, like, just it's the consistency that really helps um, and making it to where they can enjoy it however they want to enjoy it. Cause I want them to have happy memories with outdoor stuff. I don't want them to feel forced to do it.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think those are both really important Mm -hmm. points, just consistency one, because we're taking them out once every three months, they're never really going to kind of get used to it and, you know, start to get a feel for what it's like to be in the outdoors. They're kind of going to forget what it's like and wear themselves out. But yeah, also just make it and kind of back to that point, just make it fun and give them something, you know, they're, They're learning a lot of things completely different than how you and I or other parents would have learned things growing up. And that's just the way it is. In 2020, technology is just part of their education and and this and that. So if you can find ways to implement that or mm-hmm. kind of just weave it in to their natural learning. I think that's going to make a, an easier transition for mm-hmm. a lot of other parents that may be listening, trying to get their kids really of all ages. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it's tougher if they're parents of uh-huh. like high school age kids who've never really spent time outdoors. But like, you know, geocaching is something that's fun. And we had apps or we have apps on our phone that mm-hmm. do like bird bird sound recognition. So you're still using the technology, mm-hmm. but you're outside. Um, so stuff like that.
1: So like if my, and I've noticed the two-year-old is definitely harder than the four-year-old. I think the two to three age is just hard. And so we have yeah. to be patient with her and with ourselves. Cause I definitely catch myself being like, no, you're going to do this and you're going to like it. <laughs> and like, I'm like, no, that could be, that could not work either. So we just try to do it for at least five minutes. And I do a lot of distraction. I'm like, oh my gosh, there's a squirrel. There's a bunny. Can you go find the bunny? And like, I try to distract her and keep her excited. It's like a couple minutes, but it's worked for a little bit. And so I'll do that as long as I can until she just like is not having it. And then we'll hold her. And then if she's still screaming when we hold her, then we go back. Cause at that point, she's just done. Yeah. And that's okay. Sometimes we're just done. And so. We just go back at that point. But my four-year-old, when she was not even two yet, we did a big road trip and we went hiking every single day. And we only did like a mile or two every day. We were in Colorado and Utah and she did it every single day. She spent most of the time in the backpack. But by the last day, she hiked almost two full miles all by herself. Within By that point, she was just like, okay, we're on another hike and (laughs) just went for it. And I was like, sweet, it's working. And I was so (laughs) excited.
0: That's awesome. All right, so explore more DFW is all about getting people outdoors and exploring the area. So, pretty excited to share this. Tell me about the explore more DFW bingo. Yes, so really awesome. Explore
1: more. So we kind of started it. As a inspiration and like a, we take people hiking, and I usually do hike and brews or hike and yogas because we also really love local business. And me and my husband are really into craft beer, so we'll do hike and brews where I'll take people on a guided hike and then we all go to a local brewery that's nearby, and everybody gets a free beer with their ticket. Um, And so that got really popular really fast. And so I was trying, and people were asking me to come other places, and I was like, well. I have two kids and I live over here, so I can only go so many places at once. (laughs) So we came up with the bingo card that we launched this month for the first time and we're going to try to do it every month. But it's basically just a bingo. It's completely free to play. And it's just a bingo card. And I put trails on it that are all over Dallas and Fort Worth. And then I put a couple of local businesses and local breweries and coffee shops that I like. and, um, And then a couple of activities, like write somebody a Christmas letter like actually write them a postcard and um, read a new book, pick up a piece of trash while you're hiking, which that's another big thing we do on all of our guided trips is we always bring trash bags and encourage people to pick up trash while we're hiking. And so, but we have, so the bingo card has all of that on it, like trails, activities, and they have the whole month of December and the first week of January to mark off as many spots as they can. And so to mark off a spot, all they have to do is, visit that trail or that business or do that activity and take a picture and post it on social media and tag, explore more DFW on it. And so, and then they can mark it off. And everyone who gets five in a row, it's a free sticker bundle and gets entered to win one of our bigger prizes. And we have beanies and coffee mugs and backpacks and stuff like that. And then the first person who gets a blackout gets a hundred dollars and everybody who gets a blackout, gets, uh also get the prize. That'll be bigger. will be bigger than stickers. Awesome. I haven't decided what it's going to be yet, <laughs> so we'll see. But yeah, so that's kind yeah. of what it is, and it's I'm, like I said, it's free. I'm not charging the businesses anything either. I just like chose businesses that I have connections with and I like, and I love their mission, and so um, and I tried to like spread it out over the DFW area to try to get people out and exploring during December.
0: Yeah, I think right now the best thing we can all do is support each other and support the local businesses that really kind of keep the lifeblood going for all of our Mm -hmm. towns and communities. So that's awesome. I'm really excited to see all the people that enter Mm -hmm. on the feed on the Instagram. I definitely (laughs) like all of your posts. What else do you want us to know about Explore More DFW? Hype
1: Yoga and Brew events coming up in January and February that I'm putting in this week on the calendar And then what I'm really excited about is we're going to start doing workshops. So we're going to start doing like trail running 101 clinics. And then um, the one that I'm really excited about is like, so me and my husband, like I've said, we really love backpacking. And so we've wanted to kind of slowly move people towards feeling confident enough to go backpacking if that's something they've ever wanted to do to launch a backcountry workshop day next year and so it's going to be like a full day and it'll be local it'll be at a local park but we'll bring all the gear and we'll teach people what all the gear is how much gear you actually need to bring and what you actually don't need to bring how to set up your tent how to pack your pack how to cook on a backcountry stove and then we'll pack all of our packs and we'll hike a couple of miles with the backpack on and then we'll cook lunch and then we'll learn stanley school which is how to poop in the woods (laughs) and we'll do a bunch of like the different kind of little lessons about backpacking and then we'll pack our back bed, hike back out. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think it's,
0: (laughs) I hate to interrupt, but I definitely think it's one of the areas that people forget is important to learn how to do. I've also been trying to get my husband to write a
1: book about pooping in the woods because he's really funny and he would actually make it entertaining. So he's working on that right now.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, It's 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 something that you really don't want to realize in the moment, like uh oh, I don't Mm -hmm. know what. Yeah, it's not something you want to be caught in. So, (laughs) yeah. Well, that's awesome. I definitely feel that with more people, like you said, this year is the year of the outdoors. I feel like it uh, coming from the last two years and then this year. I'm like, man, this is. There's people that are interested uh, providing Mm -hmm. that information and those kind of guided trips i think with the amount mm-hmm. of people that are wanting to spend time outside there's a lot of people that really don't know where to
1: start mm-hmm. I well i know a lot of, of the like state and awesome, national so. parks have been releasing like press releases basically saying like trash and human waste has become a problem because so many people are going out there and don't know how to leave no trace basically so i'm like i'm all about them going out there just we just need to educate and make sure they still are taking care of the area
0: yeah Awesome.
1: All right, Haley, I
0: appreciate you coming on and kind of sharing the website and a little bit of your background. I'm really excited about people Mm -hmm. participating in the bingo. So that's awesome. I'm looking forward to that. Where can people go to learn more about Explore More DFW?
1: Facebook, Instagram, and our website's exploremoredfw.com.
0: Thanks for listening to another episode of the Texas Trailhead podcast. If you like what you heard, please let me know by leaving feedback on Apple iTunes or wherever you listen to this podcast. You can also support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. You can find this on anchor.fm and just search the Texas Trailhead. Still looking for more? Click the links below to find the website facebook page and see pictures from the outdoors on my instagram page so until next time grab your backpack put on your hiking shoes and let's go out on another adventure this is the texas trailhead